AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and good afternoon. You are listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelzer. I am the Director of Development of Water Fire, and I'm here with you usually on Wednesdays, but guess what? Again, I got preempted by the Yankees. So I'm psyched. I'm here with you on Tuesday, which is an even better day, at least this week. Um, we have been going all sorts of crazy over at Water Fire. It is a huge week, not just for the weekend and the upcoming lighting, which uh, again will be on August 29th, and we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in a few minutes. But also, if you haven't heard about it, I'm not sure where you've been, but there's a very large event, a fundraiser called the Fireball, happening next Thursday, and it's a fundraiser for Water Fire. Uh, Eugene Lee, that amazing uh, set designer who designed Wicked and Saturday Night Live sets and uh, has done a lot of work with Trinity, has been working uh, diligently with Barnaby Evans and our entire team. We've got about 100 committee members to make a night that's going to be unforgettable. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Fireball probably later on in the show, but you should check it out. Go to the Water Fire website, www.waterfire.org, and you'll see a big sign for the Fireball. Click on it, and it'll give you a little hint about all the fun things that people are going to see. But before we kind of roll into that, um, I want to talk about this upcoming lighting. And uh, the guests that I have on today, I've got my very good friend, Karen Warfield, who is the Community Affairs Manager at Textron, um, who, with me today. Hi, Karen. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm getting ready for this weekend. Are you getting ready for this weekend? I am. Thank you for having me today. Well, this weekend is supported by the fire, supported by Textron, uh, the Charitable Trust, right. which is, uh, we are very grateful. And thank you, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be burning any fires this weekend. But you've been one of our long-standing sponsors. Um, gosh, how many years has it been now, Since Karen? Since 2000. 2000. 15 years. That's in, you know, we're we're about to go into our 20th uh, year at Water Fire. So you've been with us for three quarters of our life. Yeah. Almost $300,000 yeah, given that, to you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I know that um, for a lot of people, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Textron does a lot in the community, but there's different ways in which you actually work in the community. There's um, I know you do sponsorships, and we can talk about some of the work that you're doing and, and who you contribute to and what your focus is there. But you also, we get the money, for instance, through the Charitable Foundation. Correct. And can you explain to people out there who might not know the difference of where those two pools of those two resources and pools of money are coming from? So the Textron Charitable Trust was um, founded quite a bit, quite a long time ago, and it is a, its own 501c3, which is a nonprofit organization. So when we give money out of the trust, it's considered a grant. And that means when we grant to an organization like Waterfire, the business itself cannot get any benefit from it. So the business can't get advertisement from it. We can talk about the Textron Charitable Trust itself, but we can't give any advertisement or benefit to the business or its employees. Yeah. So, But a sponsorship, we have a small amount of money that we use for sponsorship of events for nonprofit organizations in the area, and that's for their fundraising events, um, and that comes out of our corporate dollars. So that's when Textron can 
be advertising at that event as a sponsor, and we may have a table at an event um, for one of those nonprofits where our employees can go and enjoy yeah. the um, the party that those organizations have. So, how long have you been? How long have you been with Textron? I've been there since 2005, 2005, yeah. and I've been the manager of the community affairs since 2010. So, five years. So that you know, so that means that you, I was starting Water Fire, and you were starting doing what you were doing at Textron. What did you do before this? Before you know, the role of being able to distribute the monies and figure out where in the community to put the money. So when I started at Textron, I was the executive assistant to the director of community affairs, mm-hmm. and immediately got some um, increased duties and roles and responsibilities. And then when we had restructuring and reorganization, the we had some restructuring and some people um, were laid off, mm-hmm. and I was put in as manager. Yeah, but you come from a background of, you know, of what I would call kind of community service anyway, because yeah. w- you were with the Salvation Army before right. Textron. Right. And so growing up, my dad always said, if it's an animal or a person, Karen wants to help it. Mm-hmm. And so all my life, I've been um, interested in helping people in different ways. I started out in the medical field as a medical assistant, managed doctor's office for 18 years, then felt it was time to move on, and I went to the Salvation Army in Newport, and I was a social service director and office manager there, so I was able to help people one-on-one. Yeah. And when I felt it was time to move on, the opportunity at um, Textron came up, and I feel like I have even a greater role in helping people with Textron Charitable Trust granting that we can help on a bigger scale. Well, and, and I think it's wonderful that you have that background of being able to help people because now, as you said, you're you're on a larger scale. And what what is it that Textron um, looks for? Because well, one we know there are so many nonprofits in mm-hmm. Rhode Island. I think they say that there are more nonprofits in Rhode Island like than in any other state when you look at it per capita. Per capita, that's true. Yes, which is that's a lot. And so mm-hmm. I mean, I think. A lot of our same our companies, you know, are getting asked for donations right. and for grants from, uh, you know, from everybody, essentially. Right. So you really have to kind of pare down what your focus is, don't you? So, right. We, we've had a very large focus, and this past year we've started to narrow our focus to organizations that help with workforce development and training. So those that are helping the underserved, unemployed, um, underemployed, um, get new training and skills yeah. to enter into the workforce in a new pr- profession or something that might give them um, a life life um, wages so they, they can live. For instance, um, the Steel Yard has a program called Weld to Work where yeah. they teach people to weld. And so they're able to actually go to EB and get a welding job. That's cool. I never knew that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the still yard, I know they've always got like lots of fun and artistic things right. happening right. there, too. But right. yeah, that's, re- that's really cool. So I, I really look for um, very diverse and different types of training, not just the CNAs or the, the culinary arts training, but something different so that we can feed lots of different areas. Because we're the headquarters here at Textron, yeah. but all our businesses are across the country and the world. So Cessna Jets or Bell Helicopter, they're in Fort Worth, Texas, or Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And so we have just our headquarters here. So we don't have people that we could bring welders in, but yet we use welders in those other businesses. So I felt that was a very applicable um, training for us because it is something that we would be interested in if we had a manufacturing 
um, place here. Yeah, that's really neat. Now, how many people are working at Textron here? That's In Providence, yeah. we're about 250. Okay, because in that, in that big, beautiful building that I see every time that we've got a water fire. We do own that building, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I want to I want to know, why water fire? What is it about water fire? That Well, actually, you know, we fit into your workforce development and training there a little bit because we work with about 20 to 25 interns throughout the the year, and we kind of set them up to go on and move on for success and teach them a lot of things, you know. But, I mean, even myself at Waterfire, do you know that I know how to build a boat? <laughs> I do. It's on my resume. I know how to build a boat. There's many things that I've learned how to do at Waterfire, but so I think maybe we work, we, we fit into that That workforce. is That is somewhat helpful. <laughs> um, besides, our building is right on the river, basically, and you see Waterfire there, but we care about the community, and we see that Waterfire does for the community. Community, how it's revitalized Providence, that it's bringing tourists in not just from Rhode Island, but from New England and across the states. It's yeah. amazing. So it's it's helping our restaurants. It's helping a lot of commerce in our community right there. And so that's one of the things that we're looking at to continue helping with water fire. Yeah, we did a um, we had that we were uh, dealing with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and they did this incredible study and it was staggering. The number that they came up with that water fire was bringing into the state of Rhode Island was somewhere around 115 million dollars a year, which is a lot. And you're right. It kind of it, we've been able to throw a highlight, I guess, a spotlight on so many good things here in Rhode Island because water fires just one part of so many other things. But you know, it's almost like when you light a candle, then you can suddenly see everything else in the room. And I kind of feel like we do that sometimes with water fire, which is really neat. And watching it over the years, the way Water Fire has expanded and, and different things. Now you have the Starry Starry Night, and sometimes you see the statues, and you see the other performances. There's so many diverse performances that you bring to there. Right, you know, and when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit. I don't know if we can get them on the line, but we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to happen this weekend with our Gorilla Tango. Gorilla Argentinian Tango, Karen. All right. How cool is that? That sounds cool. All right, you're listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. We will be right back. Hello, 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 and welcome back. And you know what that is right there? That's a little Argentinian tango for you. And the reason that we're doing that is because this weekend at Waterfire, we are doing Gorilla Tango. And I'm not even sure if you know what that is, but that means that we're going to have all these different tango dancers around the Waterfire installation between 8.30 and 10.30. Keep your eyes open, be alert, be aware. You'll hear some incredible tango music, and then you'll suddenly see some wonderful performances. And Karen, I know that you are a ballroom dancer. Yes, I am. Are you an Argentinian tangoer? I can do some. All right, so maybe on Saturday... We can get you to dance with some of these people coming in from Providence Tango. You'll never know. You know, <laughs> you're full it of surprises. <laughs> so I'm really excited. You know, um, we've got on the line Stephen Spira uh, from Providence Tango. Stephen. Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? 
I'm doing really well. Well, we, you know, I got to tell you, we were sitting there in a production meeting today in the office and uh, very, very excited about this weekend and all of the performances that we're about to see. And, you know, I thought I'd start by asking you, Stephen, how long have you been doing um, Argentinian tango? I've been dancing Argentinian tango for about eight years now. Oh, good. So I'm mispronouncing it. It's Argentine tango. Or is it Argentine? Right. Okay, excellent. Wow. And have you done it at Waterfire before? Uh, yes. Uh, it's been at Waterfire a number of times. The last time I did it was when they had the uh, the big dance event in right uh, outside the Turks building. The ballroom. We have been trying, you know, so many people, and even actually, Karen, you've brought this up before. The ballroom is probably one of the most beloved events that we had at Waterfire, where, you know, as you were just saying, right in front of the Turks head building, we'd build up that massive stage, and you would see thousands and thousands of people dancing in the streets. And now that you mention it, I remember, Stephen, when Providence Tango was there. Um, so we're, we're trying so desperately to get that uh, up and going again it's just it's such an expensive endeavor so if there's a sponsor out there or if you if you find a sponsor Stephen, send them my way so that we can get you back you in, on that big dance floor but all right continue tell me a little bit of a history about um, the tango sure uh well tango started in buenos aires back in the turn of the century from 1800 to 1900 with the influx of all the workers the immigrants that came from uh, mostly europe and africa uh, and the dance developed in the ghettos and eventually found its way to the upper classes. And because of the advent of recorded music, uh, the music itself got to transport its way back to Europe and really took off in France in the 30s uh, and 40s. Wow. And, of course, that was when the recording started to be better and better. Uh, uh, and then it became a worldwide phenomenon that lasted until rock and roll. Uh, knocked it off of its perch. So rock and roll kind of killed the tango, is what you're saying? Pretty much. Uh, it helped that uh, the military governments in uh, Argentina also started to uh, suppress any kind of nationalistic expressions, like uh, uh, where there'd be large gatherings of people. So oh, wow. uh, it also lost its uh, native roots for a while there. And then what, do you, what was it that brought it back? To, I mean, because it, it, there does seem to be a resurgence now of not only dancing in general, but there's the tango, and I, and I see it with the tango and swing and just ballroom dancing in general. What 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 do you find has brought it back and um, more into the mainstream these days? Well, for for Argentine tango, the, the change has been, and that about in the 80s, people started to realize that there was all these people still alive who were still dancing tango in small places. Uh, and so Europeans and Americans started to go down to Buenos Aires and look up these uh, people, and they were wondering, what are these crazy gringos doing here? <laughs> you know, this is our dance. But eventually they uh, started to show us uh, some of the things, and new teachers evolved, and we have some amazing teachers from uh, uh, North America and Europe and, and Buenos Aires now being developed that uh, have I've been able to spread it around. I believe that there was a, a very popular stage show called Tango Argentino, 
Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, also spurred the interest of a lot of people. And it's very intense, and um, I I think of it as a very heated. I think, Karen, how did you describe it before we were on here? Very passionate, you know. There seems to be a lot of, I love you, I hate you. I love you, I hate you with it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, well, you know, there there is, uh, and um, there's different ways of expressing it. I think that the ballroom dance community has uh, kind of uh, created a certain kind of showmanship around it, uh, which is a really in- interesting interpretation. The Argentine tango community uh, tries to stick with the fact that this is really a social dance um, that's also done on the stage, but uh, when it's done in the social atmosphere, it's all about just the connection, mm-hmm. the actual connection between the two people dancing. And it's that connection that makes it feel so passionate and so intense because you really have that sense of uh, meeting somebody in a deep, intimate way and moving together for a while. Yeah, it, 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 to me, it's just a fascinating, and it and it seems, is it, is it hard to do, plain and simple, I'm going to uh, ask? Is well, I mean, <laughs> my answer is no, but... Uh, <laughs> but you've been doing it for a while, so... <laughs> it, it's not something you're going to just start, you know, in... In 20 minutes, but we do an introductory class every Friday from 7:30 to 8:30 at Providence Tango at the Armory in oh, Pawtucket. Nice. And that uh, class, uh, anybody who walks in, any level of, uh, of ability to walk, uh, walks out an hour later having had an experience of Argentine tango. So, oh, that, that sounds sense, like fun. You can learn it in an hour. Uh, but I'm still studying and taking classes eight years later because there's always something more to learn. Well, isn't that that's that's life in general? There is always something more to learn. So, what can we expect on Saturday at Waterfire? Is it just going to be surprises everywhere and just dancers everywhere? Well, uh, well, we have this is going to be done in a guerrilla style. Um, so, we're going to have pop-up dancers and uh, located throughout the Waterfire installation, mm-hmm. and uh, the musical occasionally be uh, suitable for us to dance tango to. And at that point in time, I'm, there will be a small groups of dancers, sometimes just one, sometimes just a couple, uh, dancing in various locations. And then when those songs end, I think we'll just disappear into the crowd for a while until the next songs or set of songs come up. It sounds like so much fun, and I, I really wish that we had the ability to almost like make it a massive dance party because I think a lot of people would join in. Um, so I don't know, maybe maybe that'll happen, Stephen. Maybe you'll be down there, and next thing you know, you're dancing, and maybe other people will start dancing around you. Is that kind of some of the hope that we've got there, or is it? Well, m- we do hope that, and we know that there will be some people who are not part of this orchestrated guerrilla action and who will just be dancing in the crowd. So there may be just uh, some people dancing right next to you if you're uh, in the crowd there. Well, we can't we can't wait to see you. And thank you so much for, you know, joining us and, and coming on the show, telling us a little bit about tango. And, you know, I, I listen to this music and I just got to move. Right, ladies? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, it's Stephen, totally awesome. we will see you on Saturday. And we up on our website, we've got um, the, the Providence Tango website. So people should actually go check out that Friday night class. Linda, I know your son's getting yeah. married, right? All right, so we've got... There you, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm yes, getting you clients I'm already. I'm prepared to dance at uh, Waterfire. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Stephen. Have a great day, and we're going to see you on Saturday. 
See you then. All right. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. We'll be back in a second with Karen Warfield from Textron and our friend Linda Mahoney is going to be telling us all about the Rhode Island Rally for Recovery. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I am Bronwyn Dannenfelser, your host. We're talking about this weekend's upcoming Waterfire on Saturday, August 29th. And in case you just missed it, there's going to be Gorilla Tango happening at Waterfire on Saturday. And it's just going to be really, really cool. I mean, even just listening to the music and speaking to Steven Spira from Providence Tango made me want to get up and do a little boogie right here in the studio. Karen? I'm getting my dancing shoes ready. There you go. To Karen Warfield from Textron. Big thank you to Textron Charitable Trust for sponsoring um, Waterfire. Not sponsoring, but rather supporting us and helping to bring this uh, weekend's lighting to fruition and the Gorilla Tango. But we were just talking. and how, All right, so we've got the world headquarters of Textron here, right? How old, or when was Textron founded? It was founded in 1923 by Royal Little, Mm -hmm. and it was a textile company. He started out making parachutes for the war. All right. And then when he saw the war was ending, and again, this is an official history, this is my history, so Mm -hmm. um, don't quote me if I get it a little wrong, but he then started making other clothing, women's lingerie, hostess coats, um, men's pajamas, Okay. and it was called... Um, it was called, it was a, a knitting company at one point, it was what it was called. And so they looked to rebrand it, and they decided to go with the word Textron, text for textiles. Mm-hmm. And the Tron was um, due to some of the materials they used, like Lutron or something like that. Yeah. And that's where we got it. Because I, where you say Textron, I don't think lingerie. Right. So, so this whole like, kind of transition from that to you know what everything that you guys do now is that's kind of interesting. Right. So Royal Little was very um, smart, and he at one point realized that um, he should have a diversified company. So di- several different types of businesses. So if some one business isn't doing well, the other one might be doing well, and that will keep it going. And he was actually the creator of the conglomerate the first one who ever did anything like that and now you see it all over all over the world so he he did that and um he was very very philanthropic he um actually gave an endowment to the united way of rhode island so anybody who gives a donation to the united way is giving directly to their programs because the endowment he gave over 50 years ago i believe um is still paying for all the administrative costs of the united way that, that that's impressive. Yeah, that yeah, that's very impressive. So. Well, and, and obviously that culture still continues. That culture of culture of philanthropy and and movement. So thank you so much because again, this weekend's lighting is going to happen because of your support. And yeah. gosh, it's going to be lots of fun. And yeah. so you know, we just we talked about the Gorilla Tango that's going to be happening, and we've got our Waterfire um, Arts Festival Plaza, which opens at six. I'm not sure if you've been down there, have no, you? No, I haven't. It is the coolest. Thing and you know, Linda, I got to bring you into the conversation sure now. Thing. We're going to talk about um, the rally for recovery soon, but I want you in the conversation well, yeah. because Go ahead. thank you for having me. Absolutely. So this is Linda Mahoney uh, from the Rally for Recovery, and actually she's got a bigger bio than that, and we'll go into that in a second. But have you been to Waterfire recently? 
I love going to water fire. It's a date night for us. Oh, all right. You know, 38 years of marriage, and that's what me and my husband like to do, is just kind of walk, hold hands, and stop and do people watching, because it's a great people watching place. Great people watching place. Well, so the Arts Festival Plaza, it takes people like this. Gosh, we started it, not last year, but the year before. And it was our way to work with local artisans. Um, so we've got maybe 20 to 25 different local artists, like Mike Bryce, the incredible painter. He's actually painting just these incredible pictures of water fire right there on site and selling some of his stuff. There's people who um, are jewelers and sculptors and everything else. And that starts at 6 o'clock on Washington Street. And so right near the Canal Street and the merchandise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people always think, I've got to wait till the fires are lit, till anything really happens at water fire it's so not true Mm -hmm. because there's so much that's happening beforehand so if you want to go down with your kids and hang out or do something fun like that well and shopping please (laughs) (laughs) that's it and eating eating is fun eating shopping and then the fires yeah, it's the perfect date night. Right. All right. And then a little Argentinian tango on top of it. Get that passion going. <laughs> <laughs> now, Linda, I wanted to bring you on, on the show because, as I was saying, there's a lot of great stuff happening in Rhode Island. We're about to close. Summer's coming to a close. Can you believe it? I know. It's uh, beautiful, great. though. What a great summer. It has been a great summer, and it seems like I'm thinking it's going to last longer. Okay. I'm that, going with that. I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm saying, like, even through November when I do my salute to veterans, I, mm. I, would it be nice to have, like, a 70-degree day for my salute to veterans? Yeah, it was a little cold last year. It was a little chilly last year, but... Now, all right, so that, that I'm putting that out into the yeah. universe, ladies. It's going to be nice. But, you know, as I was saying, the next week is a very big week with the fireball for water fire. But next week's a really big week for the rally for recovery. Sure. And um, first, can you give us a little bit of history about yourself and how you came to be part of the rally for recovery? Uh, it's been my privilege. I, I've been a um, provider of re- substance abuse services for 30 years, but now I work for the state of Rhode Island. But I've been on the uh, Rally for Recovery Committee for the last four years and work with some great people. And we were actually, two years ago, we put on such a great party that the SAMHSA, which is the National Organization of Substance Use Mental Health, they decided we were to be the national hub. So two I years remember ago, Jim Gillen came to me. And yep. We brought in 12,000 people just for this enormous celebration of life. I mean, yep. so many times, you know, in my day job, we have to talk about the overdoses and the sad things. But, you know, people don't get a chance to glimpse what I also see, and that that's the recovery end yeah. of this disease that we deal with and so many people. This is about families coming together and celebrating. We have some great events happening. Um, we have Home Depot that last year we helped build little bird cages. A family have face painting and, you know, there's great music. We have the spinners that play. They're, I don't know if you're familiar with, excuse me, this is not the spinners that kill me. The senders. <laughs> <laughs> Spinners are coming in. They've rised up. <laughs> the senders is, I think, with uh, Phoenix uh, Magazine announced that they were like the best Rhode Island band. And they have like following 150, sometimes 600 people follow them. It's just great music. So we do a lot of dancing. Yeah. So that's at the rally itself. Yeah. But you've got, it's a, the big kickoff yep. first mm-hmm. starts next week, right? right? September 4th is, well, September is, Rally for Recovery Month. It's the national month. So we have a kickoff. We actually are looking at focusing at our youth, 18 to 25. 
we're having it at Rhode Island College, and it's at 10 a.m. on September 4th. It's right in the, the quad of Rhode Island College. Yeah. And we'll have some speakers, but some, some fun activities, too. But we're really trying to target our youth. We're trying to target the individuals that think that they can use just one time to realize just that one time could yeah. be their last time. Yeah. You know, and that there are people have walked that walk. You don't have to go all the way down that path, you know. So the celebration of recovery is to talk about um, youth understanding the choices that you make when you're young and how they can follow your whole life. So we're really targeting 18, 25-year-olds at the kickoff, and we're going to unveil the quilt, and we're going to unveil um, the, the annual T-shirt that we have and some speakers. Yeah, now I've seen this quilt. Oh, one, I'm glad it's at Rhode Island College. Yeah, I live cool. right near Rhode Island College, mm-hmm. so I'll be able to just like saunter right on over good, and, good. and be there. But this quilt, I've seen it. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain like sure. who's put that together? Because it's a really, um, to me, it's a very emotional thing. It is. It's um, it's a com- it's a Rhode Island event. This community starts the quilt starts by making quilts at the recovery. Uh, event, the main one on September 19th, and then all the quilts are put together by one agency, and this year, AdCare of Rhode Island has taken on the task of pulling it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a special little piece we're going to make sure Jim Gillen's in on that quilt this year, and a little yep. celebration of his life and what he did to celebrate recovery. And every year, we build another quilt. We're up to six of them, and we, they're, they're, great then they're held in recovery centers during the year and then we bring them out to the kickoff event so people see all the love and there there's a lot of messages that people write on their each individual quilt you can come to the rally for recovery on september 19th write a like a quilt square you can put a person's name down you can put a message down there um, you can just say something that's important to you in recovery and then we put it all together and make this beautiful quilt and hang it and so everyone can see and it, it, so this is also, a, so the kickoff starts, starts next week, right. but then there are a lot of other events. So mm-hmm. I know that there's the, the big rally for recovery. Yes. Um, and then when is that? So that's the 19th, That's right? the 19th. That's at Roger Wims Memorial up near the State House, mm-hmm. or I should say down by the State House. It's, we've had it there for the last 13 years. I've done a lot of water fires oh, with you guys. Oh, you've been awesome. And, and we ha- when we did the National Hub, we had a f- water fire, that procession that walked down. This year, our finances are a little, uh, we're still looking for sponsors, mm-hmm. as you would say, but yeah. we're going to have a little um, procession to the State House just to kind of end the night there with some torches from, and to really kind of have a luminar procession at the end of the night, just to capsize it and to end it in a good note well you know it, it, it's so perfect because it's like a light at the end of the yeah. tunnel and a, a, you know an inspiration and dreams and that's even why we do the luminaria in the star field mm-hmm. because they're just these wonderful symbols of hope and transformation and even you know you think about fire and yeah. that transformative quality about that but we've got to take a quick break yeah, we're sure. going to come back we're going to talk more about the rally for recovery all the great stuff you all are doing and yeah you're listening to water fire nights rhode island here on AM790, your station for talking business. (laughs) 
And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And just a reminder, we are underwritten by National Grid and supported by Lifetime Medical, a great, great group that is always hiring certified nurses, and they do a lot with home health care. So thank you to our two sponsors. But now I want to get back to talking to you. I've been talking to Karen Warfield from Textron, um, who Textron uh, Charitable Foundation has been a wonderful supporter of Water Fire for 15 years now is making it possible for us to do a fire this weekend. And we've been talking a little bit about dancing and about everything else and some great history about Textron. And all I can think of is Textron and lingerie now, Karen. I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we are also, we were just talking to Linda Mahoney because this is uh, the month all about recovery. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's the Rally for Recovery Month. And it kicks off next week at Rhode Island College. What time again? September 4th at 10 a.m. in the quad of Rodan College. That's a kickoff. So that's a kickoff. Is it, it's the public invited to go to that? Absolutely. Like anybody? And, you know, we want people who are trying to actually challenge the colleges to come together to focus on recovery. Because you recover from a lot of things, not just substance abuse, mental health life. Yeah. Um, we, we also have a speaker talking about her recovering from some adverse events that happened on campus and what she needed to do to take care of herself. So recovery is a pretty vague word. Yeah, definitely. And so then, so that's the kickoff. But I know we were talking about, you know, just like water fire, putting on an event like this, ah. one that is all about celebration mm-hmm. and it's about bringing families together, right? Mm-hmm. And to show that they're there is fun in recovery. Mm-hmm. There is support in recovery. Um, that is all, you know, the, that culminates really at the rally for recovery on the 19th, doesn't oh, it? Like that, that's that's the day. Time. So that's <laughs> where there's all the dancing and again, the support systems. And so you were saying that there's a theme this year. What is the theme? Well, the theme is actually national. It's visual, vocal, and valuable. And that's important for people in recovery to know that they need to get visual. They need to be vocal. And they, and they're so valuable and, and, Life is valuable for for anybody in recovery, but this is about celebrating them three issues. But we do that with family. It's not just the individual in recovery. It's the family in recovery. Mm-hmm. And you need a tool, and you need a way to come together and to really begin that recovery process. And this is a good step. Well, and again, I, I think sometimes that people um, think about recovery. I, I've known a lot of people with um, substance abuse problems and think about recovery almost as like it, it's going to be boring. You know, it's like life's going to suddenly be boring and it's not going to be any fun. And that's what I've always loved about the rally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you say those three V's, um, when we were uh, talking before all three of us here, they remind me of Jim Gillen. Oh, God. And talk about a man who, and if anybody out there does not know who Jim Gillen was, he was probably, uh, he recently passed, um, but... One, he's, he's pretty much started uh, a lot of the movement here for recovery and the rally for recovery. I know he was very um, big in bringing that in a whole national rally yeah, sure. in 2013. Yeah, the Department of Behavioral Health Development Disabilities um, started originally on the campus, but you know we brought the coalition to recovery because we knew that it wasn't... It, recovery starts the minute you believe you're in recovery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it starts with people coming together saying, we believe this is a good thing and we're going to tell everybody that it is. So... Jim it was the poster boy for recovery in Rhode Island, and you know, 
for his memory, we want to celebrate the recovery. Yeah. And the way we're going to do that is bring a big potty. And we just want a lot of people to turn out on the 19th. To, we need volunteers. We can go, to, if anyone's out there that's interested, you can go to Rally for Recovery website. There's a little tag that you can hit for volunteers. Yeah. We need people to get active. You know, my belief is you, you when you give, you get. Mm-hmm. So if you give your time, you know, you get tenfold back. So you got to make the effort by going to Rally for Recovery and signing up. And, or if you can't do that, if that's not your thing, if recovery is not that far for you to be able to actively be involved, just show up. Free food. I mean, they're alone. Like, I mean, everybody and good likes food. party and food and yeah. dancing. Karen's eyes are lighting up over here on the side. Petting yeah. zoo. Um, and then we have, uh, we're giving out free testing for hep C. Yeah. And we're also giving out Narcan for free, which is that medication that reverses an overdose. That is so awesome about the hep C. We just did a big hep C fire. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Rhode Island defeats hep C. We did it on August 1st and we had free testing yeah. for people. And, you know, you know, we talked about there's a cure. Can you believe that there's an actual cure? But you have to know virus. you have it first. Exactly. And it's baby boomers mm-hmm. and a lot of intravenous drug user, mm-hmm. users. But uh, the baby boomer generation, huge, um, just because it, do you know, it wasn't until like 19, what was I told? 19, in, it was in 1980s that mm-hmm. it was really brought to the forefront. 84. That it was, yeah. See, 84, that it was brought to the forefront. People don't even know they have it. No, and a lot of people still don't. So you come down, you get free testing. It's anonymous, and, you know, we have a van, so it's a separate place to go. And But there's a lot of education and information as well as fun. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that everybody's there having a big, big, great time at your party on the 19th. So. How, how do they do that? People, I know people can just show up, mm-hmm. but is there a place for people to sign up so that they can participate? And I know this luminaria, mm-hmm. um, the luminary procession that you've got. The 19th, it starts at 2 o'clock. So usually we have people lined up for food right at 2 o'clock because, you know, that, and it goes all the way till 7. So, you know, we'll have some presentations on the 19th, and then we'll um, we'll have some dancing and some fun, and then we'll do the procession down to the state house. So it should end about 7 o'clock, but the sooner the better, because you come down, and if you want to volunteer, you just go to, like I said, Rally to Recovery. If you want to learn more, just yeah. go to the website and look there. But either that or just show up at 2 o'clock on the 19th at the, uh, the um, Roger Williams Memorial Park on Canal Street on Providence. Well, you can count on it. I'll be there. Will you? I will. Will you volunteer? I will volunteer. I'm going to have you, you know, be at the information booth saying hi to everybody. I will. I'll be the greeter. I it'll like it. will be great. I think it'll be fun. Or dance instructor, <laughs> one or the other. Oh, you know, I mean, no, Karen, <laughs> I'll be the dance instructor. No, <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> well, you know, ladies, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, we're going to post everything about yes. how people can get more involved in the Rally for Please. Recovery on the Waterfire website. Mm-hmm. I'll also send you a link to this uh, program. Karen, I will see you this weekend. Yes, ma'am. And I think you're good. I'm going to see you tangoing. I'm going to have my phone ready so I can take a picture. <laughs> and for everybody else out there, do not forget, not only water fire this weekend, but the fireball. It's going to be the hottest party in town. No word of a lie. Fireball and hot. Yes. So see everybody down by the riverside this weekend. And thank you for listening. Again, you've been listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business.
Want to be involved in Rhode Island's largest volunteer-supported arts organization? Waterfire Providence has rewarding volunteer opportunities at every Waterfire Lighting and throughout the week, every week. Our incredible volunteers make it all happen in a variety of ways, from being on the river to greeting guests and everything in between. There's truly something for everyone. Individuals and groups can get involved today. Email us at volunteer at waterfire.org or call 401-273-9727. 